This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, March 26, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Totally separate from the issues debated this week at the Supreme Court over the Affordable Care Act is the Independent Payment Advisory Board, which poses a wholly different challenge to the Constitution. Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. The Supreme Court is right now hearing oral arguments on Obamacare's individual mandate and its mandate that state Medicaid programs expand to include more people. Those two parts of Obamacare are unconstitutional, but they're not the only parts of Obamacare that are unconstitutional. They're not even the most unconstitutional parts of Obamacare. I think that distinction goes to the Independent Payment Advisory Board. This is a panel of unelected government officials that will have the power to change Medicare payment policy, how Medicare pays doctors, how much Medicare pays doctors and hospitals. It will have the power to do a lot more than that, however. It will have the power, effectively, to raise taxes, to impose conditions on federal funds to states, and even to appropriate money without congressional authorization. Now, once this board, known as IPAB, issues one of its proposals, Obamacare requires the Secretary of Health and Human Services to enact that proposal unless Congress either strikes it down, invalidates it, uh, or offers a substitute. But it's very difficult for Congress to to just reject one of these IPAB proposals. That requires a three-fifths vote in the Senate is what the law is what Obamacare requires. So in a, in essence, what you've given, what Obamacare gives to this unelected board of government officials, is the power to write laws, and then Congress, if it wants to block those laws, has to muster up a three fifths vote in the Senate just to prevent it from losing its legislative powers. So in effect, what IPAB does, what Obamacare does through IPAB is it rewrites the part of the Constitution that describes how a bill will become a law. Instead of that law starting in Congress, it can start with this board of unelected government officials, and then it becomes a law unless Congress acts to intervene. It gets worse, however, because even though this is supposed to be a board of 15 government officials, there can be as few as one government official on this on this board. In fact, if the president doesn't nominate anyone to this board, then the Secretary of Health and Human Services gets to wield all the powers that IPAB, that Obamacare grants to IPAB. That includes the power to appropriate funds to her own agency in order to carry out all of the other parts of whatever law she enacts uh, pursuant to IPAB. Now, this is such a dramatic assault on Congress's lawmaking power that the people who wrote Obamacare, knew that Congress probably wouldn't stand for it. Future Congresses would want to repeal IPAB. So they actually wrote into Obamacare language that restricts Congresses or the ability of future Congresses to repeal IPAB. They ha- Congress, if Congress wants to repeal IPAB, then under Obamacare, they have uh, a window that goes from about January of 2017 to August of 2017 to repeal IPAB. If they don't repeal IPAB within that window, then not only uh, does Obamacare purport to deprive them of the power of ever to ever repeal IPAB, but they also lose the ability to offer any substitutes to IPAB's legislative proposals. 
So again, you have Obamacare trying to rewrite a part of the Constitution. They're trying to uh, uh, deny Congress its powers to, to deny future Congresses their power to legislate by denying them the power to repeal IPAB. Uh, according to uh, Obamacare, or under Obamacare, Congress could repeal Medicare if it wanted to after 2017, but it could not repeal IPAB. So why would Congress enact a piece of legislation, or why would Congress create a board with such vast powers that denies Congress itself the power, uh, the powers that the Constitution grants it? The reason is that for 60 or 70 years, the federal government has been heavily vested in healthcare. It has been trying to manage America's healthcare sector, and it has utterly failed. The Medicare program uh, costs are rising in that program. There's tremendous waste. There's tremendous fraud. The way that Medicare purchases medical care for senior citizens and the disabled creates a lot of perverse incentives. It, has, it, it encourages low-quality care. And the experts have recognized this for years, but Congress is unable to fix the problem, these problems that it has created in Medicare. And the reason is that anytime they try to make health care, uh, anytime they try to reduce health care costs or increase the quality of health care, there's always some incumbent provider that provides either low quality or high cost care that's gonna, that, that lobbies to block those efforts. So Congress is really paralyzed. So the reason that Congress created IPAB was because they wanted to be able to make these decisions without having to go through the political process. But that's not democracy, that's authoritarianism. So two points about that. The first is that the cre Congress's creation of IPAB is an admission that Congress has failed to manage America's healthcare sector well, that, that Congress has failed to deliver high-quality, low-cost medical care. But number two, it really proves what Austrian economist Friedrich Hayek argued in his 1944 book, The Road to Serfdom. He argued that government planning of the economy presents a threat to democracy and a threat to uh, political freedom because it, when the government fails to deliver on its goals when it manages the economy, People will complain that the problem is politics. The problem is that democratic institutions are inefficient and we need to turn over the government's powers to independent bodies or a single individual to make these decisions, these economic decisions for us. That's precisely what IPAB has done. Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.